So I believe that this series is important. Um, I believe it's important because I feel like I can sense in us uh, this, this tiredness, this moving along, this trudging along, this, this, this kind of uh, emptiness, if you will. And I feel like we've been running on this for some time. Uh, and really what has happened is it started to take a toll on us. And, and it's, it's not only taking a toll on us, but it, it's, you can notice it. You can see it. A lot has happened in these past two years. Uh, we've encountered a lot. We've had to walk through a lot. We've had to process a lot. Um, but somewhere along the line, we got so busy changing we got so busy adjusting and processing and, and focusing on what was going on around us that we neglected to see what was happening inside of us. We were getting drained. We were getting drained, and it showed. Just ask somebody how they're doing, and you'll hear this response. I'm good, just tired. I'm good, just busy. No matter who you talk to, once you say how you're doing, you know it's going to be one of those two responses. And while, yes, physically and emotionally we were on E, the alarming thing that was happening is that spiritually we were on E. We aren't as patient or loving as we were. We're irritated at the drop of a dime. We aren't as committed as we were. The, the zeal and the fire that we once walked with isn't there anymore. We don't feel like serving. Uh, we don't really feel like coming to church is, is priority anymore. We don't pray like we used to. And our lives isn't as effective as we like it to be. Don't worry, don't move, and no one will know it's you. Why? How did we get here? What happened? My first car that I ever owned was a 2001 all-black Crown Victoria with the Interceptor package. Now, I'm from the South. I am from born and raised Atlanta, Georgia. If you ride around in a Crown Vic in Atlanta, Georgia at 18 years old, you are everything, okay? <laughs> Two things happen. When you drive down the highway, people look at you because you're driving too fast and they move out of the way because they think you're the police. So me at 18 years old was a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. I loved it. Uh, when, I, when I went to get my car serviced, I lived uh, in College Park, Georgia, uh, off of Old National Highway. And right on Old National, there was a, uh, a mechanic there, a, a friend of mine. He had this shop, and he warned me right when I got my car. He said, uh, um, look, don't run this car on E. He said, whatever you do. Don't run this car on E. He was a, uh, a West Indies guy. He's uh, from Trinidad, and I got some family and friends from Trinidad. So they talk a little different. And, and when they talk to you and they mean something, they look at you a little different. And he looked at me, and he said, don't run this car on E. He said that because these older cars, uh, what happens is when you run them on E, the gas line gets clogged uh, from the residue at the bottom of the tank. Now, me being young and dumb and excited, I had a car. I wasn't listening to that. 
car. And I'm also not wealthy, so I'm going to run it till I can't run it no more. And so what happened, uh, less than a year later, I find myself on the side of the road. And the car wouldn't start. I had it told to, me, to the mechanic, and I'll never forget when I hopped out of the uh, tow truck, and I saw his face. This is what he did. He looked at me. Because <laughs> he already knew. I said, what happened? He said, you already know what happened. He says, the, the, the fuel line is clogged, and the fuel pump has failed. How did that happen? Because I put an alarm on my car, right? I put a sound system in. I, I put the new LED light so when I drive, the LEDs was right there, the, the lights was right there. I put a wax coating on the car. But because I paid so much attention to the exterior, I missed what was happening under the hood. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? The stuff, the junk from the outside got on the inside and began to build up and it stopped the whole thing from working because it blocked the engine from getting what it needed fuel to operate effectively because I was running it on E. We can't expect to be effective believers. We, we can't expect to follow God's plan for our life and walk out the great commission and participate in the even greater things than these that Jesus talked about in John 14 if we're spiritually on empty. We cannot pour from an empty picture. We are supposed to walk in the overflow. The reason that we so, see so many great things happen throughout the disciples and, and through others in the Bible is because they operated out of the overflow. As they were pouring out, they made it a priority that they were also getting poured into by the source. They made that a priority. See, I'm excited about Limitless Saturdays. I'm excited about our new home project. I'm excited about this year and all that God wants to do in us in this year. But I'm also very aware that the only way that we will see overflow in our homes, in our families, and in this city of Woodland, California, is if there's first overflow happening in us. It has to first be here. We can no longer stay in this place of empty. We must make sure that we're creating a habit and we are creating a lifestyle of constantly being filled. Constantly being filled. We have to put first things first. Making Christ and our life as believers priority priority over everything else. He has to be first. Join with me, 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15. You'll see it up on the screen. But in your hearts... Set Christ apart as holy, acknowledging him, giving him first place in your lives as Lord. 
Always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you to account for the hope and the confident assurance elicited by faith that is within you and do it with gentleness and respect. Peter, Peter says, give Christ first place in your life. Not first place on a day of the week if the time suits you and it's convenient. He said, no, first place in your life. As Lord. Okay, so this word Lord in Greek is kurios, okay? So uh, uh, kurios means supremacy, uh, supreme in authority, okay? So he says, give Christ first place in your life. Set your heart, in your heart, set Christ apart as holy, acknowledging him, giving him first place in your life as supreme in authority. A lot of us are experiencing empty because we have moved Christ from first place in our life. We moved him from first to, to a convenience piece. If it suits us, if it aligns with the idea of what those around us deem as acceptable, if it doesn't get in the way of my schedule, if it doesn't interfere with anything else, then Christ is first. And then we wonder why our lives' results are the way that they are. I saw this quote by a pastor, parents If you see the things of God as optional, don't be surprised when your children see God as unnecessary. It's not only your actions. It's not only your actions and what you do, because you can be doing the things and he still not be first. What Peter said to preface this in this verse was important. The first three, four words he said, but in your hearts. See, we can say that Christ is first. We can sing that Christ is first. We can even give like Christ is first. But he said the telltale is your heart. The telltale is your heart. Let's go to Matthew. Um, Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. Here's why he said the telltale is your heart. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, that on which your life centers will be also. You can walk around and tell other people that Christ is first. You can even be at church serving like Christ is first. But God will always look at the heart and expose where your heart is. He will expose where your love is. In Revelations, he talks to uh, this church in Revelation chapter 2. If this is your first time here, uh, we got this book. We like to get in it. Um, Revelations chapter 2, verse uh, uh, 1. We're going to go from verse 1 to verse 5. He says, to the angel, the divine messenger of the church in Ephesus, write, these are the words of the one who holds firmly the seven stars, 
which are the angels or the messengers of the seven churches, in his right hand, and the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, which are the seven churches. So he said to the, to the pastor of the church in Ephesus, he said, I know your deeds. First of all, he starts and he says, I know. Wait, for you even say anything, for you, for you, uh-uh, I know. I already know. I already know. He says, I know your deeds. I know what you do. I know you out there working. I know you, you getting up early and you staying up late. I, I know that you're giving to the needy. I, I know that you're taking care of the things of the ministry. I already know. He says, I know your deeds and your toil. He says, I know that you put in work. I know that you, 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 you don't quit until it's done. I know that you, you work it all the way to the bone. I know that you do this. He says, and I know your patient endurance. He says, I know they be trying you. He said, I don't know, they be trying your love, they be trying your patience, they be trying your Christianity, your ethnicity, they be trying everything. He says, I know. He says, I, I, I know your patient endures and that you cannot tolerate those who are evil. He says, I know you have a, a discerning spirit and when you see something that ain't right, I know you can't tolerate it. He says, and you have tested critically, appraised those who called themselves apostles, special messengers, personally chosen representatives of Christ, and in fact are not, and have found them to be liars and imposters. He said, I know you, you see them, them fakers, the ones who talking but ain't walking. He says, I, I know you see them ones who say, you know, I got a message from you from the Lord, and you're able to say, mm, that ain't him. He says, I know, I know that you deal with these people and you found them to be liars. He says, verse three, I know that you who believe are enduring patiently. He says, I know that you're coming up against some things. And I know that, that you're trying to press your way through those things. And although it's been a minute, although it's been a while, you're enduring patiently. And he says, and are bearing up for my namesake. He says, I know that they're talking about you because you love me. I know that they're they, they getting on you because you, you, you don't walk like they walk. You don't talk like they walk. He says, I, I, I know, I know that. I know that you're bearing up for my namesake. And you have not grown weary of being faithful to the truth. He said, you've been holding holding on. You have been holding on. You've been holding on, but I have this charge against you. It's always the butt that gets in the way. He, said, he says, but I have this charge against you that you have left your first love. You have lost the depth of your love that you first had for me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, G. Wait, wait a minute, God. You, you just said that I'm in these streets. You said that I was holding it down for you, Jesus. You said that I was, I, I, I had the faith. You said, you said that I was calling them out, Jesus. You, you said that I was holding on, you know. Uh, you, you, said, you said I was patient. You said that, you, you know, I was taking care of those who, 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 who called themselves apostles. Come on, what, 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 you, what you mean? He says, I have this charge against you that you have lost the depth of the love that you first had for me. So you can be doing all the things and still he not be first. 
He said, so remember the heights from which you have fallen and repent. Change your inner self. Change your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior, and seek God's will. He said, he said I, I see you did, you, you're doing all that, but you need to change. You need to repent and do the works you did at first when you first knew me. Remember when I, the first day when, 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 when I came in and I, I changed everything, you was just excited when you didn't have all of this stuff and you didn't have the things and you didn't have the titles and you didn't, you didn't have the money and you didn't have the job and, and you wasn't where you, he said, no, 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 no. You need to go back and pray like you prayed when I first came in. Worship like you worship when I first met you. Because when, you, when, I, when I first met you, you would be on your knees every morning seeking me. Now, now, now I just get whatever time is available. He said, go back, repent, and go back and do the things you did when you first knew me. He says, otherwise, I will visit you and remove your lampstand. He says, I'll, I'll remove this whole church. He said, I rem- I, he says, not only the church, he said, I will remove the church and any impact that it's had from its place unless you repent. That's not the Kenan version. That's the Bible. I'm just telling you what it says. This is full plagiarism. This is what it says. I will visit you and remove your lampstand, the church, and its impact from its place unless you repent. God is speaking here to the church in Ephesus, and he says, you have doing all the things, but you've left your first love. So what I noticed, he didn't say that you don't love me. He didn't say that you don't love me. He says, you've repositioned your love for me. That's the problem. He says, it's not in the same place that it once was. Then he tells them to repent. Um, And as we look through the scripture, the only thing that God tells us to repent from is sin. So what that tells me is, is when you move God from that first place and you get to this place when you're running on E, it isn't so much a schedule issue as it is a sin issue. It's sin. It's sin. Whenever we place anything above spending time with God, it is idolatry. No, but you don't understand. You know, I just, nope, idolatry. But my kids and and they got this going on and that going on and then I got to get to work. Yeah, idolatry. Yeah, all of that. Everything you said, idolatry. I love it all. Still idolatry. It's just what it is. What happens is we, we, we give these things a level of importance and we don't maintain that and all of a sudden it consumes us and we don't even realize it. That was, that was the thing about the church at Ephesus. Um, let me see here. In verse, verse 5, he says, so remember the heights from which you have fallen. He says, remember from which you have fallen. So they didn't even know. He says, remember these heights. I, I really feel, I was talking with my wife last week, I said, babe, I just, I feel like there's a bubbling inside me. The last time I had this bubbling inside me was when we launched the church. And she was excited. I said, don't get excited because remember we got excited last time and we didn't have some non-exciting days. 
I said, but I feel like God is, is doing something, and I don't know what it is, but I feel like he's going to do something crazy in, in, in 2022, and, and I believe that it, it, it's going to be something crazy, and he will do it. It's going to be wild. However, it is our decision whether we want to participate in that or not. It's our decision. If we want to see something amazing happen in our families, if we want to see something amazing happen in the city of Woodland, California, if we want to see something amazing happen in this church, we have to move from empty to overflow. We have to move from empty to overflow. And we start that, we start doing that by putting God back in his place. We get rid of the idols and put God as first priority and Lord over our life. What does that mean? That means everything we do, every decision, every schedule, everything comes under him. Lord, what would you have me do? Lord, how would you have me to respond? Lord, what do you think about this job? What do you think about this schedule? What do you think about me putting my kids here and, and doing that? He says, consider me. Because if I'm Lord, that is the scripture. Why do you, Jesus said, why do you call me Lord if you don't do what I, I, I say do? Otherwise, don't call him Lord. Our lives have to be centered on Christ. And when they're centered on Christ, we place him, his purpose, and his people as priority. We place him, we place his purpose, and we place his people as priority. When we spend time with him, when we uh, 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 speak and hear from him in prayer, when we worship him, when we uh, uh, spend time together uh, with the Father, when we spend time together with God's people, when we place that as priority, the result is that we are constantly being renewed. We are constantly being restored. We are constantly being filled. And being on E isn't even a factor. It's not a factor. Practically, how do we walk this out? Because I hear what you're saying. I, I, I get it. How do we practically walk this out? I believe that whenever we need to look at how to do something, we can go to the scripture. Okay? We can go to the scripture. Not only that, in this instance, we can go to Jesus. We can go to Jesus and see how did Jesus do this. See, 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 when Jesus arose, if we look at the stories, when Jesus arose, it says he arose and then he went away to be with the Father. And after he, throughout his day, he's, he's, he's talking to God, and we see him laying hands on people. We see him healing people. We see him doing miracles. And what happens right before he goes to bed? What does it say? He went away to be with the Father. He made it a habit to be connected to the vine. He started his day and ended his day connecting back to the vine. He woke up in the morning and said, God, thank you for this day. Uh, Lord, what would you have me do? What, what, what is it, God? You, you, you order my steps, Lord. What, what, what is it that you have me do? And then throughout the day, God, God, you know, I'm, I'm doing your will. I'm doing it is what you would have me to do, God. Okay, cool. The day is done, God. This day was rough. Let me tell you what happened today. They're they trying to kill me. They're trying to kill me, Lord. 
They're trying to kill me. No, literally, Jesus. No, literally, Lord, they're they trying to kill me. I got one here that, that's over the money, and he, he bless him, Jesus. The Lord, he, he over the money, Lord. You only gave me 12, and one of them is literally trying to kill me. God. But he started his day in communion. He, he went through the, 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 the day with communion, and then he ended his day in communion. He was constantly getting connected. John chapter 15, verse 5, as I close, just, just you, you guys can come up. I need to, I'm ready to get, get my worship on. John, John 15, verse 5, right here. Right here. I am the vine. He said, I am the source. He said, I am the thing that fills. I am the thing that gives life. He said, you're the branches. You are the branches. The one who remains in me, okay, remains in me, and I in him bears much fruit. Here it is right here. For otherwise, apart from me, that is, that is, that's cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. 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 For many of us, we've tried too long to do things without him. And some of us, just like the church in Ephesus, we've been going so long that we don't even know he's not there. We, we trying to press in and we trying to serve and we, we tried to do all of the things to no avail. Trying to figure out how we walk in, but we ain't got no power. We focused our energy on our careers, on our, on our jobs. We, we, we've been over-consumed with making sure that our health is good and, and we're, we're consumed with the news and, and social media and what's going on in the culture. And those things, as they are supposed to do, have drained us. They've drained us. And they've left us empty. It's time we get back to the vine. It's time that we get refreshed. It's time that we get renewed. It's time that we get revived. We've, we've tried to do it. We've, we've, we've tried to do life. We've, we've tried to keep going. We've tried to, you know, we just, I get it. We're just trying to, we're just trying to live. We're trying to make each day happen. We, we're trying to go to our jobs and, and make sure our family is taken care of. We're, we're trying to make sure our bills are taken care of. We're trying to make sure our kids are taken care of. We're fighting in our household. We're, we're, we're trying to pull our marriage together. We're trying to make it happen. We're, we're trying to get all these things done. And, and you're trying, but you're trying on your own. And that's why you're not seeing anything. And what will happen is, is you'll get fooled. Because you'll see a small victory and you're like, oh, I got it. And then you wonder why you keep getting knocked back down. Because anything that you do without him is destined to fail. Anything that you, even, even, even the victory is in itself is failure because what does it do? You're excited because you, you did something and now you're six feet low again. You're lower than you were before. You're like, man, I, I thought it was it. No, nothing. You can do nothing apart from him. Nothing. 
When we make him as first, see, see, when we put it in the order it's supposed to be, it's like a combination lock. When you put the code in the right way, and you, he's on top, and, and, and then your family's right there, and, and, then, and then, then your job is right there, and then serving is right there. When it's in the right place that it's supposed to be, that thing unlocks. That breakthrough unlocks, that healing unlocks, them kids unlock. Your finances unlock. Why? Because you've placed him where he's supposed to be. See, empty happens because we, 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 oh, you know, I mean, just every day, let me just make it happen. He's like, no, 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 no. We, we not just trying to, to, to just survive here. We're trying to thrive. We are people that thrive. He says, I am the vine. The only way that you thrive is when you're connected to me. So when you put me back where I'm supposed to be, then everything else will flow. The, I, I just imagine, just imagine these cups and, and, and it's, he, he's the one on top and as he's pouring and once that first cup overflows, it just overflows into everything else. It just keeps going into every area of your life, into everything that you need, into everything you've been praying for, into every area because you made a decision to put God first. You made a decision to put him first. We can't move on E. We got people that need to know him. We got people that we are destined, you and I, that we supposed to minister to, that we supposed to preach to, that we supposed to lay hands on, and they're supposed to be healed. We got we got too much work to do to be on E. We have to operate out of the overflow. Because when we get on that overflow, there's nothing that can stop us. There's nothing that will come. What you need? Come on. Boom. There you go. Let's go. What else you got, God? And I'm not tired. I'm not drained. My family is good. My health is good. Everything is good. Why? Because I place God as priority. I'm sorry. I can't do that. Why? You know what? The way my schedule is set up. God got to come first. But I, I, no, and here's what they say. Here's, here's what they say. Oh, it ain't that deep. You ain't got to do No, 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 no. Maybe it might not be that deep for you, and that's why you ain't that deep. But for me, but for me, it, it's that serious. It's that, and I, I, I understand that culture tells us that, that we don't have to be like that, but we don't follow culture. Reassess your hearts. Reassess your schedule. Reassess your finances. Why? Because wherever your heart is, an account. Uh, okay, they said. They said, "How can I tell what you love?" He said, "I can check your time and I can check your bank account. I can tell you what you love. I can tell you what you love. Let's place him as priority." I believe God wants to do something amazing, supernatural, with these very people that are sitting in here right now. But us being on E ain't going to get it. We got to get back to the things that we did when we first knew him. 
We got to get back to praying how we used to pray. We got to get back to worshiping how we used to work. Not focus, oh, I got to go do this, I got to go do that. No, Lord, I need you because I know what I was and I know where I am and I just need to get, take a second and I just need to thank you. I just need to worship you for that. We don't just survive, we thrive.